and thank you for joining us on K County Conversations, where we meet with community leaders and different members of nonprofit organizations and small businesses in Kosciuszko County to learn a little bit more about what it's like to be part of our community. My name is Alexandria Sanchez, and I'm a co-host of this podcast and member of Clear Vision Media in Winona Lake. We hope that you learn a lot and stay tuned with us. For more resources or things such as social media links, show notes, and ways to connect with our guests, visit us at clearvision.media. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining our second episode of K County Conversations, KCC for short. My name is Alexandria Sanchez. I'm a co-host of this podcast, along with my friend here, Tom Westerhoff, who is the owner and um, the writer for Hoochinosh. Today, we are going to be having a discussion with an awesome guy named Chris Plack, who's been part of Kosciuszko County and Warsaw Community in a lot of unique and interesting ways. Hey, good morning. How are you, Chris? I'm doing wonderful, guys. Thank you so much for having me. We're glad you uh, volunteered to be on this. So a little bit of background on Chris. He is a father and a husband. His wife, Jamie, owns a photography business in, here in town. Pretty prominent one, but nationally recognized. And you're the father of twins, right? Sully and, and Charlotte? Yep. yep, Sully and Charlotte. Absolutely. Uh, five. They'll be... Uh, They'll be kindergartners at Lincoln next year. So go Lions. Well, hopefully next year. We'll see how this whole thing shakes out. But uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful little life we've got here. Chris is also a board member of the cemetery. He, I, his, I guess his most recent claim to fame is you ran as an independent for the city council. Sure did. Put up a pretty good fight. How, uh, how was that experience? And your opportunity to get to know the community and your specific constituents, I guess. Yeah, no, it, um, it was uh, it was one of the most rewarding experiences of my life, honestly. Even even in defeat, um, it was for me. I it was an opportunity for me to to really get connected. You know, I moved to I moved to Warsaw what uh, in '08 from Anchorage, Alaska, and had been a a resident of Warsaw. Um, but after you know, having kids, my kids are, I'm not from Warsaw, but my kids are. And that really put them, you really are pot committed at that point. That really inspires you to, to, to get more involved, or at least it did, it inspired me. And so I, I decided, you know what, I want to be a part of the successes of this city. I want to be a part of, of creating ideas and, and, and leading in this city. And so I, I said, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm, I, so I rolled off my couch and went down to the city clerk's office and got the signatures needed to, to be a independent candidate on the ballot and uh, just knocked door to door for about six months. Um, and it was, it was wonderful. It was just to be able to, to speak with, speak with my neighbors, to hear their concerns, to hear their goals, to hear their dreams of what, what Warsaw could be and what Kosciuszko could be was was really special, and it's something that I will I will I won't forget. Um, even though you know we came 23 votes short, uh, that's okay. Uh, I'm I'm proud to call my city councilman Josh Finch a friend, and he's doing he's doing great things on that board. And going door to door like you were talking about, and and meeting with constituents face to face. Um, from the individual to the small business owner, you were able to gain a pulse on our, on our community. 
So for the purposes of this conversation, we're really interested in, in your take on how, you know, the social and economic um, repercussions of this pandemic are affecting small businesses. You know, it's, it's an interesting question. Um, even though, like, my business was deemed essential, uh, 24-7 cars, um, we, since we provide transportation, we're essential. Jamie's is not my Jamie's business was not essential. So she has been, um, she has respected, uh, the, 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 the quarantine and the, and the, the governor's decrees. And so she has not been operating and, and just like so many other business. Yeah. It's been devastating. I mean, it, it really truly has. I mean, in my, we've seen, you know, we've probably seen a 60 to 70% drop in business here. Um, and Jamie's just not doing any kind of business. And so absolutely. I think the, I don't think anyone discredits the implications or the damage that Corona can do um, and COVID can do um, the health from a health standpoint, but these, this economic impact is goes so wide and so deep. I think that we'll have COVID figured out way before we have this economic, the economic impact that it's created figured out. So you make the point that, you know, we we may very well figure out the virus before we figure out exactly how to mend um, our economy or just, you know, socially how we cope with the virus going forward. I think another thing we're interested in gaining your perspective on, because this, this does have so many layers, how do you feel that social media is contributing to all of this and all of the noise surrounding this um, surrounding this this global um, event? I'll call it. Um, how do you think Facebook is contributing? Boy, what has Facebook done in COVID nineteen during the during the pandemic? Huh? Jeez, oh Pete, um, that's a great question. I mean, I think as with anything, right? Facebook is a tool, and so it's been used positively and it's been used negatively. Um, I I know it's been nice to stay connected with family. I, I have family in Alaska. I've got a niece who's a traveling nurse. She's in New York City right now fighting COVID. So to be in touch with her, um, you know, and again, Facebook does, one of the great things Facebook does is it gives voice to the voiceless, right? And it, it, get, it puts that, gives everyone that microphone and everyone an audience. And it's had such a huge impact on the local dining scene. It's given restaurants an opportunity to market themselves and they don't even have to do it yeah. the people showing up and buying the food from them are doing the marketing and pr for them and tom you and i share a lot of friends in that industry i mean a lot of my takeout orders have been to support my friends that, that, that's that speaks to the positivity that can come from something like this pandemic when communities like ours rally together. I mean, how many, what people were in line for hours last week and maybe even, th and this weekend too, to get popcorn from North Point Cinemas. That's special. That's a special thing that this community is doing. And so in terms of the good things that come out of, of, some, of, a, of a platform like Facebook, that you put that front and center. My hope is that this, that that, that momentum stays right because as with any kind of trend right it, it's really fun to take make sure you get your picture of your food and make sure that you everyone sees that you went to this particular restaurant but we, we've got to maintain that momentum because those restaurants those those members of our community our friends our family 
who are in that industry need us now more than ever. And I hope that my, and once this thing lifts, man, I hope that there is a solid six weeks of that same night before Thanksgiving vibe, right? I hope everyone goes out and I hope they stay out. And I hope that they, that is, that is my absolute dream is that folks really come out in full force, like it's fat Tuesday and, and support these restaurants and bars. It's great to see our community members supporting each other, supporting local businesses, um, you know, being patrons of the limited products and services that are still available. So from the other side of the coin, we look at community leadership. And, and how do you feel that our community leaders are also supporting small businesses and individuals during this time? I think they, you know, they're they're doing everything they can, right? I mean, the biggest thing is, you know, keep them keep keep the boat floating, right? Keep the economy floating. That's the best thing they can do, um, in terms of. And I can't speak to particulars in terms of what the local government has done for individual group. I know that the city council just passed a hundred thousand uh, dollar grant for lo- like loan programs for small business. I think that's great. I think that's wonderful. Um, and again, I, and I hope that those. And as I understand, they're, they're interest-free loans of $10,000. And I hope that, you know, those businesses are able to use those and use those wisely and that can keep them, keep them alive. And because we just, that is, I think that's government's role in this is to cut through bureaucracy and pull whatever levers need to be pulled in order to simply keep businesses alive, keep people give people that opportunity and continue to give them that opportunity to, to take care of their families. And one of the things that has also been discussed nationwide is what do we do with these summer people? We call them Lakers locally here. Uh, have you heard anything or what would you recommend for that in the future or in these next coming weeks? Um, here, it seems that people don't necessarily have that. We don't seem as sensitive to the health ramifications in a place like Indiana as as some other states do for better or for worse. And so I think we will be welcoming our Lakers by summer. I just, my concern is that those folks will be reticent to travel. And like you said, we have friends, family that are part of this community in the, that own local businesses, small businesses like your wife, Jason at 110, the Andrews at Rua. So this is, this is our, I guess our, chance to see what we can come together and or see if we can come together and come up with some kind of solution or at least just have the time to brainstorm no and i i I applaud you for doing this and i think this is one of the cool things that this is another cool thing that comes out of a pandemic right when i talk about you know content is the content that, that folks are generating themselves that's one of the things I'm also looking forward to when this thing wraps up and this thing comes to an end is all the stuff that's going to be produced. Right now, there's a kid in his garage practicing guitar who's going to blow our minds, you know. Or there's a there's a there, there's a girl on her on, on her computer who's creating beats that will just bob our heads like they're going to fall off. Those are the things that are produced during pandemic that are going to absolutely change our world. And that's the stuff that gets me fired up is what's coming, what's happening right now that's going to have such positive impact on us in the future. That's very well said. And and I think very true, you know, when people are maybe not able to go to work the same way or have the same structure, it may encourage them to pursue some different passions, um, develop new skills or 
go out and and do things that they find meaningful and positive during this time. So um, maybe as a, a final question, what advice would you give people right now that are maybe struggling to find the positivity in the situation? Or what would you say is a good step in establishing some of that positivity all the way, you know, individual, family, a small business owner, whatever that may be? I think what I would say is just to continue caring for your neighbor. You know, it's not it's not the government's job to care for your neighbor. It's your, it's my job. It's your job. Um, and so you want to, you know what, you want to take out, you want to get takeout to support a local, local restaurant. Great. Get takeout. But you know what? Let your neighbor know you're going to go get takeout. And maybe if, 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 if you have the means, why don't you get dinner for your neighbor and, and challenge them to do the same. Those are the kind of things that I think will have lasting impact, making sure that you know that the people around you know that you've got their back and knowing the people around you have yours those those are the those are those small moments during this time that we're going to remember and those are the small moments that are going to have huge long lasting impact on lives chris we want to thank you so much for being on our second episode of cake thank you this is this is awesome i think it's fantastic well, um, we're, we will have this on uh, the Clear Vision Media website. We're also going to share via Tom's uh, website and blog, Hooch and Nosh. Would you like to, to plug in any ways that people can connect with you or where they can find you? Yeah, uh, you can find me. Um, you, you can find me at my, own, my Facebook page. I've kept open from my campaign, Plaque for Warsaw. So you can follow me there. Uh, follow my wife, Jamie Plaque Photography. Uh, she's on the web. She's on all social media platforms, including TikTok, which, I mean, I've said we're over 40, so we're not allowed to be on TikTok, but she, uh, she, fights, she fights me on that pretty, pretty he- heavily, which is fine. Enjoy your TikToks. That's cool. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, no, th- I, I thank you guys so much for this opportunity just to chat with you. This is, this is really, really cool. Yeah, thank you. We look forward to uh, seeing you around, seeing what you do. Sounds Thanks. great, guys. Thanks. All right. Chris. Take it easy. All right, later. We want to thank you for joining another episode of K County Conversations and learning a little bit more about our guest, Chris Plack. To connect with him, you can visit the social media links that he referenced in the episode, or you can go to clearvision.media for all of our show notes, as well as um, other resources and ways to connect with us. Thanks so much.